Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is guns, worldviews, and heaven's courts. This is going to be very interesting today. It's going to tie a lot of things together. But before I get into it, let me remind you that we don't have any heat at our church because these particular heat exchangers have rusts, spots in them, and so the safety mechanism has shut off our heat. And uh, we've just got a proposal. They are preparing to install it here as soon as we get the money, hopefully in the next week or two. And we need $9,300. Thank you very much. I know some of you have been sending some finances. We aren't up to what we need yet. So if God has blessed you and you can help us, that would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay, so headline, Biden to sign executive order to require background checks on more gun sales. Okay, so... (laughs) Since he knows that the House of Representatives and probably the Senate is not going to pass more gun legislation, he simply does it with his pen. Because the devil, the biggest thing he fears in the natural is Christians with guns. And the biggest thing he fears in the spiritual is Christians that are saved, that know who they are, that know that they have power because Jesus has given us power, over serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt us. And they long to get rid of our guns. So, let's explore it. They've really stepped over the line, in my opinion. President Biden is expected to announce an executive order on Tuesday that would expand background checks to more firearm sales by expanding the statutory definition of a firearms dealer. Okay, so they can't pass a law, so they're going to change the definition. I mean, the devil is hard at work. The White House said the executive order will bring the U.S., quote, as close to universal background checks as possible. In other words, they want to find out who owns the guns, so one day they can come knocking on the door and get the guns, which I should probably say. Uh, I don't know, it was probably 15 years ago, ran across an article. They have technology that can detect the specific hard metals that guns have to be made of, and they can simply drive down the street with this device, and it'll point to not only which houses have the guns, but they can go in with this device and find every one of them, hidden in the backyard, hidden in the attic, wherever they can find it. And there will be a day that they will come after them because he's been, uh, Revelation 18 says, and he was given power to overcome them. And so, yes, the devil is going to overcome the Christians. But let's go on. Under this executive order, Biden is also directing Attorney General, the good guy, not, to develop and implement a plan to prevent former federally licensed firearm dealers whose licenses have been revoked or surrendered from continuing to engage in business of dealing in firearms. In other words, once they're out, they're out, they can't get back in. The order will also improve public awareness and increase the use of extreme protection. All right, now, what does that mean, improve public awareness? It means that they're going to start running ads on TV that says, if you see them, report them. If you know somebody has a gun, turn them in. That's where it's really going. And then red flag laws. Now, red flag <laughs> red flag laws means that you haven't done anything wrong, but they don't like you. Or maybe they suspect that you might be, might be a danger. You haven't done anything wrong, 
but you can turn them in under a red flag law. Officers knock on your door and take your guns. And then they're going to also increase safe storage of firearms. That's not just putting a, a what do they call those, zip tie through your gun so it can't be uh, loaded or shot by a, a young person. It's not just putting them into a locked box. They're probably going to say you have to have a safe. If you're going to have firearms, you're going to have to have a safe. And, of course, that safe is going to be very expensive, has to be approved by them, and they're probably going to come to our, our door again and say, you have firearms, we have to see your safe. Do you have them in a safe? If not, we're going to get your firearms. Biden is directing his cabinet to encourage the effective use of those orders, in other words, to see that they are applied every place, by partnering with law enforcement, we expect, health care providers, no. Has your doctor, when you're asking things like, okay, have you had any surgeries? What kind of pills do you take? And what are your prescriptions? Uh, do you own any firearms? That's where it's going. And I've had some people tell me that their doctors ask them if they had firearms. I had a doctor ask me, have you, uh, oh, I almost said the word. So I'll say the anti-V. I had had my cardiac doctor uh, say, so have you had the anti-V? He used the other word. And my exact answer was, and I'm not going to either. Did you take it? Oh, yes, I did. And there was a bell that went off in my head that said, Stan, don't say stupid. But that's the word that came to my mind. Stupid. (laughs) Being kind, being kind here. Okay. Partnering law enforcement, health care providers, educators. So then your children are asked, does mommy and daddy have a firearm? What kind? Where do they keep it? See, there's a problem there. Educators and other community leaders. Uh, do any of your neighbors have firearms? What kind do they have? Where do they keep them? Do you see there's a problem there? I do. To reduce loss or theft of firearms during shipment. Well, I was not aware that there was firearms being stolen in shipment, but apparently there are. And true, and to improve the reporting of such losses, and they're going to start holding the gun industry accountable. In other words, if you make a gun and it kills somebody, we're coming after you. Okay, that they've been longing for that law to be able to shut down the people that make the firearms. The order directs the Attorney General to publicly release ATF records from the inspection of firearms dealers cited for violation of federal firearm laws. So they're going to try to start embarrassing people that sell firearms. The order also requires the Department of Defense. Department of Defense, uh, that's military. Now we're getting military involved in taking our firearms. Department of Defense to develop and implement principles to further firearm and public safety practices. Public safety practices. Well, we're going to see that if you didn't take our class, if you don't know how to handle your firearm, if you didn't register your firearms, we're going to take them, which is what they really want to do anyway. Through DOD acquisition of firearms. (laughs) Acquisition, okay, uh, that's, that, that's, I started to say repossession, but that's not the right word either. Confiscation is the right word. 
and help shooters by accelerating federal law enforcement's reporting of ballistics data. Ballistics data? What is that? Oh, it gets worse. The National, listen carefully, the National Integrated Ballistics Information Network currently allows federal, state, and local law enforcement to match fired cartridge casings to the guns from which they were fired, making it easier for law enforcement to connect multiple crime scenes and catch shooters. What are they talking about? Okay, here's the way they want to get it. And probably they've already got this started in many places. But this is where when you buy a firearm, the firearm has been fired and the case, the markings on the case have been registered somehow. So if that casing shows up at some crime, they can track down that weapon from the casing, from the markings on the casing. Now, if it's Christians in charge, if it's Christians with the firearm, Christians as the sheriff, the police, and the deputies, and they're doing the good thing, then of course that's a good thing. But it's also a bad thing if, they, if, if a cartridge shows up and you own that gun and you told them it got stolen and it didn't, or you tell them that you sold it and you didn't, then they're going to start knocking on your door. In other words, this gives them a lot of new and additional ways to get your firearms. Next headline. <laughs> this, I've been wanting to say this for a long time, and I just never could grab the words, but this article has the words. The biblical worldview is shuffling towards the edge of a cliff. In other words, many of our young people are not Christians. Is belief in God and the biblical worldview nearing extinction in America? According to the new and not exactly shocking study from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, the answer is yes. Though there is still a remnant of true, mature, Bible-believing Christians, is strong and doctrinally sound, the numbers don't look good. I remember that we would have prophecy club meetings and about the last time we had one, uh, a, a real prophecy club meeting, the way we used to do them, was like 2012. Okay, We haven't had a prophecy club meeting uh, in, well, I guess 11 years now. But I remember remarking to people, most of the people that attended meetings, this was 12 years ago, were all 45 years old or older. You almost never saw anyone under 45 years old. And never see anyone in their 20s at a prophecy club meeting. Now, why is that? Well, first of all, they don't know the Bible. They don't care about the Bible. They don't believe in the Bible. They don't believe in Bible prophecy. They don't want to hear about all of this end of the world stuff. And so that'd be the last place they would go. Just like, uh, matter of fact, you, you know, on, on, on some of the platforms, I start to say the name, they have uh, a way to look and see who is watching. And in, as far as Prophecy Club, there's almost no one watching Prophecy Club that is under 21, or is under 20. I'll even say under 30 years old. Very, very few. Okay, let's go on. This is the first study of Americans' worldview in the post-lockdown era of the last few years. According to them, the biblical worldview has declined to a disturbing historic low of just 4%. They're saying that true Christians in America are only about 
It shows a falling away from God never seen before in America. People don't accidentally or randomly go through life and all of a sudden suddenly acquire a biblical worldview. Okay, now let's talk about that. What gives a biblical worldview? Well, sadly, it's not going to church from time to time. And in many cases, it's not going to church on a regular basis. It is reading and studying your Bible. But then there's another problem with that. Which Bible? Because there's like 400 different versions of the Bible. I'm a King James only guy. I believe that is the most accurate version. But the problem is, is there are versions out there that are so perverted, I call them perversions, that, that it won't change your biblical worldview. A biblical worldview believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, died on the cross, rose three days later, and he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. And he is returning again with the morning star to destroy those people that are not in the book of life. Very few people, they're saying 4%, have that kind of a world view. For Christian parents today, this requires a non-negotiable decision and determination to teach and influence, persuade your children to embrace biblical principles as the foundation of life, truth, and decision-making. Now, let me pat this philosophy on the back just a little bit. I decided a long time ago that my children were going to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And when the Kansas school system went against that, Leslie called me and she says, I'm pulling our two kids out of school. The other one was just about to graduate, so we left him in. It wasn't a problem. But even he carried the Bible to school with him every day. As a matter of fact, the uh, school bus driver told my wife one day, said, we just got the last one. She said, what? Sean just led the last one of the kids on the school bus to the Lord. All of them are saved. He carried the Bible school with him every day. It was there in his books every day, my son Sean. And then Bentley today is a praise and worship leader at his church and uh, has a world, uh, a biblical worldview my daughter leads praise and worship at our church, and all of her children are in church every Sunday. They're up there uh, on the front row. As a matter of fact, you can watch this on Sunday, and you'll see my grandchildren up there, and you'll see my children. America's secular progressive culture, however, is taking generations of kids in the exact opposite direction on purpose. In other words, we send our good Christian children off to the godless college, and the godless college basically says, uh, you want to pass? you got to believe this way. And then they filled their heads with a bunch of lies, and I guess there's some other bad words I could put into it, but I will skip them. In 2020, 69% of the people fell into what the CRC calls the world citizen category, or what we call tares. <laughs> In other words, a wheat can become a tear. In other words, we can fall away. What this means is these folks might embrace a few biblical principles and may even believe in God and go to church, but their lifestyle. I remember Demetri Dudeman would say, but we believe in God. You know, we have in God, uh, we trust on our, our dollar bill. And he said, but brothers and sisters, how are your lives? 
Their lifestyle doesn't reflect biblical teachings. They live contrary to Scripture, and most are not convicted to do otherwise. In other words, they call themselves a Christian, they go to Christian churches, but they sin and do whatever they want to do. Matter of fact, I heard someplace, and this may still be correct, that some 54% of the people that are not in church get divorces. And that's the same percentage of people that are in church. In other words, there's no difference between, between people that call themselves Christians and people that don't call themselves Christians. I remember when I was back in October, when I was in Saudi Arabia, and we stopped to get a bathroom break because it was about a four-hour drive. And all of the drivers of the vehicles got out, walked over, spread rugs on the ground, faced east toward Mecca, and they prayed. And they prayed with their forehead touching the ground, touching the rug, and they do that five times a day. You know, the average Christian, you can't get them to pray even once a day. And a lot of times, the only way you can get people to come to a Bible study or to a prayer meeting is with a bulldozer dragging them. So yeah, we're in trouble. Just two years later, the study showed that even a larger majority, 82%, of the population falls into this group. Okay, in other words, 82% of the people in America call themselves Christians, but they aren't really living the Christian life. Their life is full of sin. 94% of the young parents in America believed in a blending of multiple worldviews in which no single life philosophy is dominant. In other words, well, yeah, maybe she doesn't have to be a Christian for me to marry her, or he doesn't have to be a Christian for me to marry him, or my children don't have to be Christians. I mean, they can choose the, to go the, the way they want to go. Well, you know, the devil, the seed of the serpent is put in our heart from the time Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. So if we do what is on our heart to do, then we almost always go the wrong way. You remember the scripture says, wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go thereat. Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth to eternal life, and few there be that find it. It's easy to do what you want and go to hell, but we have to choose the straight gate, the straight way, the narrow way, to choose Jesus if we want to have eternal life. Young people have almost non-existent godly influences in their life. Young people. And I think that's the reason there are almost none of them. Uh, I'm shocked when I get an email. Matter of fact, matter of fact, let me, let me do a little survey. Let's see how many I'll, I'll get. Okay, if you, are, if you are under 20 years old, and if you have watched at least five Prophecy Club programs, send me an email to my email showing right on the screen. And just say, this is how old I am. If you're under 20, 20 or under, my guess is I'll get less than five emails. And, you know, this, I'll typically get between, on all of the platforms, every place, every place, every place, anywhere from 10,000 to 400,000 views on each one of the daily programs. So, yeah, let's say it's 10,000. My guess is I'll get less than five people that are 20 years or under, that will send me an email, and just all I have to do is just send me your age. Uh, it's all it, 
And matter of fact, if you want to put that in a little white line, you are just you're, send me your age, and I'll tell people how many 20 and under even watch this program. My guess, I won't get more than five. Young people have almost non-existent godly influences in their lives. As a result, Americans are raising the most defiant, anti-Christian kids who are the most aggressive at rejecting biblical principles in our culture. Just recently on Fox News, they had a judge that had been invited to speak at a local college, a, a law teaching college. And he didn't even get two sentences out until they were shouting him down. They didn't bring him in to speak to them. They brought him in to throw aggressive words at him. Not nearly enough Christian churches or schools are equipping and preparing young people to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Well, why do we need to have a biblical worldview? Besides that, we're not going to see any trouble. We're going in pre-trib rapture. We don't have to believe none of that stuff. It's a good thing I'm not the righteous judge because you wouldn't want to hear the kind of judgment I would hand out to all of the liars that are teaching and preaching that a pre-trib rapture is going to come and save them. You wouldn't want to hear what I think of that. Now, let's go on to the next topic. The time of grace should be extended. Now, I read this entire thing, and this entire thing takes like a whole 30-minute program to get through it. But it is really powerful. And somehow or another, I'm going to try to skip through it about five minutes, and I'll try to show you something that I think is really important. The date is important. Maurice Sklar is a prophet, and I believe he hears from God, and he definitely heard from God on this one. The date is 1227 of 2018. So all of a sudden, he has a vision. He says, you're summoned to come to the courtroom of heaven. You are to record the case being tried now so that God's people will know the lateness of the hour. You must warn them so that the bride may awaken and take heed. The time is short. Now, I'm going to tell you right quick. It is about to say that the time of grace shall be extended. But that was back in 2018. That was five years ago. Now I'm going to show you where Vicki Parnell, which my guess is she's probably never even heard of Maurice Scalar. She's certainly not read this. And yet she comes out with the same words and says, now the time of grace is over. Now, America, you are no longer called America. You are now called the Mr. Babylon. And your judgment is sealed and set and is heavy upon you, coming hard and fast. I'll try to skip through it quickly. I was escorted by two angels to a seat on the left side down front of the Supreme Court, or of the Supreme Courtroom. There were many hundreds and hundreds of angels and saints already seated before the bench. I was surprised to see how much it looked like our Supreme Courtroom in America, except it was much larger. It looked more like a giant arena with thousands of seats ascending up as far as I could see. A beautiful angel named Justice stood up and shouted, All rise, the honorable ancient of days, the judge of all creation, the king of ages, and the most high Lord Almighty is president and presiding. We all stood in unison. Lady Justice shouted, Be seated. The high court is now in session. Then she said, the timing of the final judgment of the day of the Lord must be decided. Now, this is the courts of heaven he was invited to. And the point was, should we give the people of earth more time? Or should we go ahead and start the seven-year tribulation? 
should the judgment start upon the people of the world. The accuser of Satan is prosecuting, declaring that the time of Adam's lease is over, and he must now be allowed to take ownership of the earth for, the, for a time and a times and half a time, or three and a half years, as, as it is written in the Holy Scriptures. The Antichrist said, Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave the lease to me, and I own it. I have a right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine by Adam's free choice. The time is up. I demand to be given the government of mankind through whom you call the son of perdition. I call him my son. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Give it to me now. Lady Justice then spoke and said, The defense may proceed. Yeshua then said, As the true Son of Man, I have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen men, including those in this harvest generation. I also stripped Satan of his authority over the church head of the living God. His gates can no longer prevail against her. Through the intercession of my holy bride on earth, the overcoming church of the living God. Now remember this is December 27, 2018. There has been granted a pause by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in during the last hearing on this matter in 2015, which is three years ago. For I spoke on earth, as it written, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world, and then shall the end come. I, by the authority of the prayers and the intercession of the bride documented here in this scroll, he handed the scroll to the Father and another copy to Satan's prosecution table. I petitioned the court for another measure of time. This is Jesus speaking for the end-time church to finish and fulfill the promise to my people. As it is written that none should perish, but all should, truly mine, have the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and be saved from perdition. The defense petitions this court for another extension of time to the grace that I purchased by my blood of the cross. Also, I petition the court to look into the scrolls of the hidden council. I'm going to skip that, let you read it. The tribulation beginning of the kingdom of age must begin only after all my bride that are ordained to eternal life are saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Then the angel Lady Justice came forward and was blindfolded. She raised a large old-fashioned scale in her hands above her head into one of... By the way, I skipped a whole bunch. Again, because it takes 30, 45 minutes to read all this. Which, by the way, I think it is on the download section of prophecyclub.com. Into the bowls, into one of the bowls, presiding angel poured black sand-like powder from her brass urn. This tipped the scale all the way to the bottom as it could descend. This represented the accumulated sin and rebellion of all the mankind, as well as the failures of the church in this generation. Into the other bowl, a presiding angel dressed in a golden robe poured a white sand-like powder from the porcelain white urn, that represented the prayers and the intercession and the obedience of the overcoming church and generations past, as well as the bridal company of our generation. I was really alarmed because it looked so small at first compared to the amount of black powder in the other bowl. But the angel kept pouring and pouring, and suddenly the holy justice scale began to balance out. Then it was even. Then it, as he watched, the scale suddenly shifted. The white bowl went down and the black bowl came up and then there was a mighty shout of praise and victory in the courtroom. Consequently, America in specific, the world in general, was given, in this case, five more years. What do we do with those five years? Have we seen sports stadiums fill up with people? Have we seen the churches fill up? Have we seen a massive repentance in America? No, 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 nothing's come.
Though millions shall come to me and be saved in the tribulation to come, my holy bride must all be prepared now. Every judge voted in favor of the saints to extend another time. Now, that's the point. An extension of time was granted back in 2018. And I'm going to skip by this, skip by this. I'm going to get to the point. Okay? So here's the point. 428 of 2022. I'm pretty sure she does not know Maurice Sklar, and I'm pretty sure Vicky Goforth Parnell has not read what I just read to you. Nevertheless, she was told this. Now, a lot more, but I'm just going to get to the point here. Hear you, inhabitants of the earth, after much grace, love, mercy, and compassion, having been granted with time extended in your favor. Your time of grace, how would she know to say that? Your time of grace, or parole as your world would refer to it, is now revoked and over. Means tribulation started. The seven thunders will now begin. War will no longer be contained to one area, but the spreading of it shall progress like a disease, a blight upon the earth. Now, as you know, as you know, I have been very reluctant to say that the tribulation has started. And I tell you, I'm still reluctant. But I'm going to tell you what I did. Okay, so I believe it was Thursday or Friday night in my prayer closet. I said out loud. And I said, Lord, I need to know if the tribulation has started. So I'll tell you what. Uh, oh, okay, okay, this has been Friday night. I said, tomorrow morning, I've got to take Leslie to the airport because she's heading off to Pakistan for three weeks to minister. And, you know, it's all hustle and bustle, getting all the suitcases in, getting all ready to go, are we on time, and all that sort of stuff. You know how it is going to the airport. And I thought, that'd be a good time, because I'm I'm certainly not thinking about the end of the world at that point. I'm trying to get my wife in the car and getting to be get her to the airport on time. So I said, so, as my finger reaches to push the start button on the car, as it starts to move, if the tribulation has started, bring to my mind that yes, the tribulation has started. Sure enough, we're putting the suitcases in the car, getting all ready to go, and as my finger started to move towards that start button, he reminded me. So that's the first, yes, the tribulation has started. I thought, that's not good enough because I said it out loud. Maybe the devil can hear it. Maybe, maybe the devil did that. So I've, I, I know God can, can hear every thought. So I, the next night, my prayer closet, or that night, I said, Lord, if the tribulation has started, I thought, hmm, what's something? Oh, I know what. Here we go. If the tribulation has started, as I think about walking right over to that cabinet, behind that cabinet, is my pills. And I only take two or three prescriptions. It's mostly supplement. I'm a pretty healthy guy for 69. Behind that cabinet is my pills. I could walk over and open it up, and you would go, (gasps) lots of pills, lots of supplements. Anyway, so I said, as I start to walk over there, not as I open it up, but as I start to walk over there, if the tribulation started, remind me of it. And sure enough, the next morning, as I just got up, started walking to that cabinet, he spoke to my heart and said, yes, the tribulation started. I'm still... (laughs) I'm still reluctant to say it because I want to bring you truth. I don't want to be wrong. I want to make certain if I say the tribulation has started, 
it has really started. So I'm going to say, I, I actually, there's a couple other incidents very similar to that, and he's also answered those. So I should probably say I have four or five yeses on that. So am I ready to say the tribulation has started? Um, I'm close. <laughs> it's a very big statement. Very big statement. Because, as Terry Bennett said, the Lord told him, actually the angel Gabriel came to him and told him that the tribulation started on October the 5th, which is the Feast of Atonement. And that makes perfect sense. So, there you go. It's a long program today, but hopefully it was very, very powerful and helped you to understand some things. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. It takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put it into a bread machine, push a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices. And if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, and it says everything we want, can sustain a person, one person for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you excellent nutrition. It tastes good, long storage life, 10 minutes to combine the ingredients, 2 hours, 20 minutes to make it. Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph Kitchen, they send it out in 100 mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable to some nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot much longer shelf life, kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable, keep in a climate controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the, these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat. And I think they've got 54 of those boxes, a bunch of them. So Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now. You go to most of these places, they say out of stock. So here's what you want to do. Everybody needs to get a machine package. These are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries, put them into a grinder. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients, push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Then you have to decide how much food you want. You want food two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. And if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down, you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com is where I'll send you if you're thinking about getting gold or silver. I think everybody should have at least a fistful of, full of gold and a fistful of silver because there could be a time when you pull up to get gasoline and they might not want to take your loaf of bread, but you pull out a gold coin or a silver coin and you're probably able to get anything you want, even if the credit cards are down, even if the dollars are worthless. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Next is, I'll send you to empshield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car, okay? 
and you put the red wire to the red side of the battery, you put the black wire to the black side of the battery, and the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here, just peel that off, stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car, and the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase nuclear nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them all. Throw the car away. So, empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY.